All right, welcome in to week seven of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. He is TJ Hushmanzada. I am Rob Parker, and we're here to talk NFL football and to help you make some dough. Am I right, TJ? How you doing, buddy? That's the plan, man. Well, you know, we've been we started off on fire, hit a little, hit a little rough patch. Now, now, now we kind of going through a terrain. We up and down. A little rough terrain right now, but I'm good. How are you? I don't know about you. I'm doing good. <laughs> I think I had a couple of couple of good picks this past oh, week. We'll wait and see. We both had a couple, but we were used to we used to really hitting. We we used to losing a couple more than just hitting a couple. Right, but we had a couple. Yeah, no doubt for sure. All right, we'll get we'll get into that. We'll pick some of the game for this week coming up. But first, let's start off with some NFL news and talk about a couple things. And, of course, TJ, you played in the NFL for a long time. Ryan Fitzpatrick was demoted. Uh, the Dolphins are 3-3. Three and three. They have a bye week. Uh, Tua is the guy they drafted in the first round. You know he was the heir apparent, the franchise quarterback. So they decided that, okay, that's it for Fitzpatrick. They're going to go with Tua. Fitzpatrick came out. I, I get the competitor. You want to play. But he's a journeyman, TJ. He's been on eight teams. He's 38 years old. He even knew that when they drafted Tua, he was going to be the quarterback. He comes out with, to me, some ridiculous statements like, I got fired. Oh, my God. And then I had to listen in on the guy who fired me talking about the coach. And then he goes, then I had to sit in the same room with the guy who's replacing me who got me fired. I thought all of that stuff was out of bounds. He knew Tua was going to be the guy. Why is he taking it to that extent? I understand TJ being upset. How did you, how did that sound to you? I don't think he was out of line. I wish he hadn't said it. Um, it's, it's what you said. When Tua was drafted and he said it himself, Ryan Fitzpatrick did. I know this is his team. It's only a matter of time before he's the quarterback. Now, Fitz can play. I had over 90 catches with Fitz, and I only played 14 games. I would have had 100, but I was advised not to play in the last two games because that was my last year in Cincinnati, FYI. Um, This is the thing, and this is where Fitz is coming from. He's playing the best football that he's played. His rating, his passer rating, is top 10 in the league. So he... And, and the Miami Dolphins are playing good football right now. They're playing good football. So he's li- – They beat the Jets. Relax. No, 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 no. They beat the Jets. But they're playing good football. They didn't beat the Jets. They destroyed the Jets. They okay. destroyed the Jets. And, and so he's looking at it from the perspective of, I'm playing really good ball. We have a chance to possibly do something with the Patriots having a down year and probably sneak into the playoffs. Why now? But he knew this was going to be the case. And so whether it's this week or two weeks later, whenever it is, he's always going to feel this way. I wish he had suppressed that and just kind of dealt with it because you knew this was coming. Now, this is the thing. If he continues to act the same as he acted when he was a starter, it will not be a problem. If he starts to change and his temperament and his body language changes, it's going to be tension between him and Tua. And Tua seems like an easygoing guy. Um, and you don't want that because if he didn't make these comments, he could have been a little hurt and showed that a little bit. 
and they, oh, he's hurt. But once he comes out and says what he says, you, you can't do that. Now you got, today is, today was practice. I wonder how practice went today in those meetings. Tomorrow's going to be practice. I wonder how that's going to go and also in those meetings. If he's the same fits as when he was a starter, it's a uh, water off a of duck's back. No big deal. But here's the only problem I have is that I hear everything you said makes sense to me. But we've also, and you, you had success with him, and we've seen this guy have unbelievable stretches of four or five games. But we've also seen him turn turn into Fitzpunkin, where where he's bad and he doesn't play well. Am I right? Now, yes, you got to admit no. that. We've seen that. And he's probably looking at it from the perspective of, man, if I had one of those games and this happened, I wouldn't like it, but I get it. it he, top 10 in the quarterback rating in the NFL. Those guys normally don't get benched, even, even if you know the heir apparent is on the sideline. Those guys don't get benched at this time in this moment of the season. And so, hey, they had a bye week, and the Miami Dolphins had a plan. I believe they had a plan. Let's get to this bye week. Let's give him two weeks to prepare, and this is when he's going to be the start. They had a plan, and I applaud them for having a plan, sticking to it. It didn't matter how uh, Fitz was playing. They had a plan. This is what we're going to do. And they stuck with it. And that's what you want out of an organization. It shows you they're headed in the right direction. All right. Topic number two, Seattle's 5-0, and and they're still thinking about adding talent, uh, especially at the wide receiver position. They're talking about Antonio Brown or maybe Josh, Gibbs, uh, Josh Gordon, uh, maybe adding one of those guys to the team. What, what do you think about Seattle, where they are, does this make sense to you? Being five and zero, oh, I, I say no. It does. It does not make uh, sense to me at all. Um, now, I say that because I don't. I don't we're, I'm going off of Antonio Brown. The last time we've heard of him and seen him on the field. On the field, it makes a hundred percent sense. If he can come in and understand his role, um, DK Metcalf is a guy on that team. Tyler Lockett will be too. Russell Wilson throws the best deep ball in the league. Um, and you could say after that, it's probably Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger. And, and so, A.B., will he be content with getting three to five targets a game? He's been a high-usage guy. If we're talking NBA, he's high-usage, man. He He's used to having a ball. He's used to getting targets. And has he been humbled to where he can deal with three to five targets in I've been in that position where you're used to getting a minimum of five, seven, eight, ten targets. In some games, you might get two or three. That takes some getting used to, and you never get used to it. And so can he be a team player and understand this is going to be my role? He'll say that, but when it actually happens, can you actually do it? Yeah, I think it's I think it's risky as well. When you're playing well and things are good, their issues to me on offensively is defensively. So if I could add a couple of a defensive player or so, right, I think I would be more apt to roll the dice on somebody defensively rather than mess up what they're doing offensively. And you're right. You think that this might be it. He's a talent. We saw that when he had a cup of coffee and a sweet roll with the Patriots, right? Right away, the guy can play. We know that, right? Antonio, we're talking about. Yes. Is one of the greatest receivers ever. He just is. The guy can play, but where's his head 
And do you want to mess up your locker room? So that that's a big issue. And Josh Gordon has had like a million chances. I mean, is it enough for him or not? I, I mean, for me, I, I don't, I don't, I've never, me personally, um, I've never done a drug in my life. I've never smoked anything a day in my life, nothing ever. And so when I when I see these type of things, it those those things baffle me. And cause because I grew up around drugs my entire life. Um and it made you not want to do it. One right. Yeah. And so I, right. I don't know what he's going through. Um I hope he can pull through. But if I'm Seattle, it's to the point where I got a DK Metcalf who's very similar to a Josh Gordon. He's a lot younger. He does not have the problems. Um, I, I don't need that problem as well. Could he Could he help? Yeah, he can, but he could also um, not help. It, and I just don't want to deal with it. I, I don't want to deal with it. Things, you're 5-0. and oh. And so when you're 5-0, and oh, you can be very picky and selective in who you pick up and what you do. And so I just wouldn't do it. Last thing, the Dallas Cowboys stink. We know that. And we've been talking about it. But when, when uh, Dak Prescott got hurt, Tony Dungy said, and he didn't mean it in this vein, like it might be a blessing in disguise, in that the Cowboys will go back to when they were winning, TJ, and when they were right winning the division, they were running the football first, and Ezekiel Elliott was a big part of it, and Dak was the complimentary, right? That opened up him to do his work offensively with the foot throwing the football. They got away from that, and they wound up where they're throwing the football a lot more, and Ezekiel Elliott's not a big part of it. So without Dak, they go back to running the football, and Ezekiel fumbles the ball twice in eight touches. Obviously, changes the whole game against uh, Arizona, and they wind up losing big. Another ugly loss. What what have you seen from Ezekiel Elliott? And boy, has he dropped off the last couple of years, or or, or what? He didn't play a great game, obviously, Monday night. But we aren't at our best all the time. Those type of games are going to happen. Two things. It sucked. It had to be a Monday night. And double sucked. It had to be the game after that got hurt. They need you more than ever. And you choose choose to have a bad game at this moment. It's going to happen. I mean – you're, you're going to happen. I mean, I dropped a big ball in the playoffs. I couldn't remember ever dropping a ball in my life that mattered, ever in my life that mattered. And I did. I chose a bad time. It just happens. Um, luckily for him, he gets about, he gets another game and then he gets another one. Well, this is what people have to realize. The Cowboys on the outside are better than they've ever been, talking the skill guys. But on the inside, they're worse than they're they're as bad as they can be they're as bad as almost any team in the league when we're talking interior the meat and potatoes of a football team their entire offensive line is banged up tyron smith out lyle collins out zach martin he exited the game as well those three guys are pro bowl players trevor frederick retired that's a fourth guy so yeah, you want Ezekiel Elliott to be what he was. But he doesn't have those guys in front of him blocking. So it's almost impossible for him to be that. And take into account, Jason Witten is a hell of a blocker, blocking tight end. He's not there. 
And so he doesn't have those guys in front of him. Um, the Cowboys just don't have what they used to have. And I think people need to come to grips with, oh, you have all these receivers that can play. You have a good running back. The base of your football team, if we're talking the pyramid and we're building a house, the foundation of it starts with your offense and defensive lines. If you don't have that, I don't care what else you have. It's over. All right, TJ, you ready? We're going to like look back at our picks from last week, and then we'll get into our picks this week. We bring in our producer, Martin Weiss, with the details. You ready? Whole lot of choppers on it. Let's go. Nice Sada baby reference. I yeah. appreciate it. Rob has no clue who that is. <laughs> no, they both uh, spent the last 15 years in Detroit together. I, you know, what was that? <laughs> Wait a minute. What what'd you say, uh, TJ? Was that something Tony Bennett sang or Frank Sinatra? Oh, neither one. Neither <laughs> one. <laughs> now, before we recap last week, I promise FanDuel didn't put me in charge of the sports book for a day. But these new same game parlays are definitely something I would have came up with. So thank you, FanDuel, for this gambling gift. There are so many different combinations you can play with the parlays. Player props, point totals, money lines. The best part, FanDuel will refund your same game parlay you lose on any NFL game each week up to $10. That means you can bet your first parlay risk-free every week. That's like free money. Are you kidding me? The Steelers are one and a half point dogs against the Titans this weekend. Like TJ Hoosmanzada has always told us, if you knew better, you'd do better. So what I'm going to do this week for my same game parlay, I'm going to take the Steelers to win on the money line and also a Claypool touchdown. Chase Claypool, TJ Hoosmanzada told you about him in week two. And if you pick them up, you've still been making money. Like my picks? Go ahead and bet them. You get 10 bucks back if we don't win. And we can do this all season long. I'm so far, I'm one and one on the year. So I should mention that FanDuel is the only sportsbook app where you can play these same game parlays. So listen up if you don't already have an account. Just sign up with the promo code LP3 so they know that we sent you. And if you already have an account, even better. You're good to go. All right, so last week, the Vikings were four and a half point favorites versus Atlanta. The total score was four. I'm sorry, the total score was 54 and a half. Vikings had that first game after the coach fired Mojo going, went going away 40 to 23 at the total score of 53 going under. TJ had the Falcons. Sure did. Rob, you took the Vikings. Sure did, baby. That was a tough loss. The Vikings looked very bad. How did that team almost beat Seattle two weeks prior? Hey, I did pretty damn good actually starting off. We look at the list. I just, okay, I'll go ahead. I'm sorry, Martin. Go ahead. Let me Sorry, hear. Bears. Sorry, TJ. You, you right. You just start out hot because you go next to the Bears getting one and a half versus Teddy Two Gloves and the Panthers with a total of 45. Covered that easily. Carolina, uh, the Bears beat Carolina 23 to 16, went under 36. You both were only under there. Rob said the Bears are not supposed to be a five and one team. No, no way, no how. <laughs> I was so hurt by that game. Well, you were wrong and hurt. So sorry. And to hear I was that. right once again. Speaking uh, of whole lot of choppers in Detroit, what up though to the Lions laying three and a half in Jacksonville? What they, I say, what I say. They dominated the Jaguars 34 to 16. Total there was 54 and a half. You guys 
uh, that one, of course, went over there. You guys both had the Lions at three and a half. So three and that's a win for both of you. Three and oh. Here's where it gets a little. Here's where it gets a little ugly. As Carson Wentz comes down, scores a touchdown, blows a two point conversion, basically confirming that the Ravens would win thirty to twenty eight. Dude, confirming that they would not cover the seven Martin, and a half, which they were covering the entire Dude, game. They were winning thirty to ten. 30 to 10. Are you kidding me? 30 to 10. Wait a minute. Who got that right? Martin, you didn't say it. Who got that right? Neither one of us did. Neither one of you guys did. I thought I picked the what you call yeah. it. I thought I picked Philadelphia. No, you picked the Ravens no. right with me. You guys were both oh. on the Ravens seven and a half, so that's the loss for the both of you there. Um, so Colts, um, Bengals and the Colts. Colts got eight and a half. After one week off, Joey Covers was back. So the Bengals lose again. Final score, Indy 31, Cincy 27, goes way past. Hey, the by the way, Rob, total. I had a better week than you, too. No, I didn't realize that. I thought I had it because I thought I really picked the Eagles plus the points. All right. No, I mean, you should write it. I write them down. I write mine so. down, too. <laughs> so, no, you got uh, – so Steelers were three-point favorites, demolishing the Browns 38-7. to seven. I got that one. Didn't I get that? Yes, you, yes, did. you did. But you guys were both on the over – the Bengals, the, I mean, I'm sorry, the Browns, all those offensive weapons couldn't even score 14 points to get you to the 51 you needed. So you guys both lost there. Finally, the Packers and the Buccaneers were a pick em. The end result was anything but that. TJ had the right call here back yeah. in the old man Brady. <clears throat> yeah. Rodgers and the vaunted Packers offense only put up 10 points while Tampa put up 38. Couldn't hit the over. Rob, you must have seen the Packers fart coming because you did take the under. Well, TJ took the over there, so that made that makes it all for week six. Rob, you were two and five in your picks. Uh, TJ four and three against the spread. Rob two and one over unders. TJ one and two. Neither one of your parlays cashed, but TJ, go ahead and place your order because Mister Forget the Downs yeah. pick six himself. <sighs> Turned back the clock, and you are getting at least a six-piece lemon pepper. Had, had a winning week, Rob. baby. Had a winning week. I've only had one losing week, baby. Winning week. Here we go. Told you, if you knew better, you would do right. better. Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. Come on. All right, here we go. Week seven, we got some picks, and uh, let's get it, let's get it going. So, um, TJ, let me get my uh, <sighs> okay. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. Let's get it started. Browns minus three and a half at the Bengals. Where are you, TJ? That's your team. You played there for like 25 years, the Bengals. So this is a, you got them? This is the thing, Rob. I pick the Bengals every week. And just because they faltered against Baltimore, it scared me, and they should have beaten the Colts, and I would have finished with a better record this past week. Now, the Browns stunk it up. Couldn't do anything. Baker, I guess, is banged up. The Bengals look to be playing better, but the Browns seem to make a living off of playing bad teams with bad records. That That's what the Browns 100% do. 100% right. 100% they, right. They win games um, against teams under 500, and they win them handily. And I would like to see the Bengals win this game. I really would. Because I don't believe the Browns are very good at all. They're they're a car that looks really good, and as soon as you drive it on a freeway, it breaks down. Um, but the Bengals are bad, and so I got to go with what I believe will happen. The Browns will beat a 
team with a bad record pretty handily. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. Um, you're spot on on your take here. I totally agree. This is a game the Browns win. And Baker Mayfield has to – he's playing for his job and his reputation on whether or not he's that guy. So we, we need to see Baker play better. And I'm with you. I'm going to take the Browns minus three and a half uh, at the Bengals. All right. Steelers plus one and a half at the Titans. This is a big game right here. Uh, two teams, both undefeated. Steelers on the road getting a point and a half. Titans have been unbelievable. They got uh, they got uh, 200 yards, over 200 yards from Henry. And Tannehill threw for 350 yards plus. First time in NFL history, a running back and quarterback put those numbers up. First time ever. So, two undefeated teams. Both of them are playing well. But this is one thing you can take to the bank. You're not running for 200 yards on a Pittsburgh Steelers defense. As you would say, no way, no how. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I agree with that. That's not going to happen. And if things just happened a little different last week against the Houston Texans, the Titans don't win that game. Um, they had to play as well as they could play to be a bad Houston Texans team. And the Steelers are playing really good football. I don't care that it's in Tennessee. The fans aren't there. The Steelers are going to play defense. And Chase Claypool is going to score a touchdown. And so one and a half points, um, I'll take the Steelers with this. I'm going to take the Titans. Yes, you know what? They showed it. to me that they're a good team. You know why? Because good teams, even when they don't play well, still beat bad teams. They could have easily lost that game. And you're right. But that tells me that they're a good team because they refused to lose to a to a, a, a inferior team, and they did what they had to do to get it won, to get to game one. Romeo Cornell helped out as well. Yeah, they'll be one dimensional though playing the Steelers. This will be one dimensional football uh, here. And and the Steelers, I just look at it from the standpoint that they're due a bad day at the office, and I'm going to say they have a bad day uh, in Tennessee. So I'll take the Titans. Lions plus two at the Falcons. Where are you? This game is tricky for me. This game, in my opinion, can go either way. I, I really felt like the Falcons last week with uh, Raheem at the helm being the head coach, the interim coach, um, that they would come out and beat the Vikings, which they did. How, how do they can, – can they put two games in a row together? The, the Lions – the Lions have they, the Lions have weapons offensively, defensively. They're, they're kind of up and down, and, and so this is a pick 'em in my mind. But for some reason, and I don't know why, I continue to do this because it, the Falcons are just—they just look good to me. They have so many weapons, it, and I continue to feel like ah, they're gonna get it. Ah, they're gonna get it. And they bite me in the butt. But I'm going to go with the Falcons. They done bit me in the butt, but they came through this past Sunday. I I'll go with the Falcons because uh, one thing that I do know, if they get behind, they can score, and the Lions do let you come back. You know I covered the Lions for 20 years for the Detroit Free Press and the Detroit News. I saw nothing but losses. But the one thing the Lions were consistent, other than being consistently bad, TJ, is that they beat the bad teams, but they don't beat good teams. 
That's the knock on Matthew Stafford. His whole career, he has only like six or seven wins against teams that finish over 500, which is unbelievable. He's in year 11. Think about that. Wow. He doesn't even have double-digit wins against teams that have finished over 500. This is a game they win. They go on the road. They beat the Falcons. I got the Lions plus two. Packers, speaking of a bad day at the office, that game just got away from them. Aaron Rodgers had two big turnovers. He missed a wide-open receiver in the middle of the field. You saw that. Mm -hmm. And then he threw a ball down the, down the sidelines that uh, Aaron Jones bobbled out of bounds that, that stopped. And then after that, everything stopped for them, and it was just ugly. I think I'm going to start first. The Packers rebound from that game in Tampa Bay. And they're minus three and a half, and they beat the Texans. They, Aaron Rodgers bounces back from that bad day at the office. I'm surprised. Like, I'm, I look at this line. Do they know something that I don't know? Like, I do not understand. Why is it only three and a half points? The Packers were undefeated prior to this, going into this past Sunday. And, yeah, they lose to a Tampa Bay team, but it was – Self-inflicted, so to speak. They probably would have still lost, but three and a half points. I think this is like the lock of the week. Take I got to go with the Packers, and I believe it's they win it easy. I think they win by 10. I'm with you. I, I, I really do. If you really watch that game, and then, you know, people are heaping praise on Tom Brady. He threw for 166 yards. The defense set up the offense, right, with takeaways, and it just it made it easier for them. But I wasn't that impressed. Uh, I didn't think like the Packers, uh, I think once they shot themselves in the foot, they just couldn't recover. And yes. that's why that game was lost. All right, the Bears plus six at the Rams. Bears are five and one. I'm afraid of them. What do you got? Who do you got in this game? That's really crazy that they're five and one. Better record. And have beaten some decent quality opponents. And here are the Rams with a worse record, and they're basically a touchdown favorite. Um, I don't get it. It could be the, the, the Bears, people aren't convinced that they really are a good 5-1 team. That's what this tells me. Um, the 49ers pretty much punched the Rams in the mouth, and they, and they couldn't recover. Um, normally when teams lose like that, they come back, and they're ready to play. And I believe the Rams will win the game. But I believe it will be close, and I, I take the Bears to cover. You know what? I'm going to say it here. The Bears are not a 6-1 team. They will not win this game, and the Rams will cover the spread. They'll win by a touchdown. It'll be close, but I think they win by 7, and I'm going to go with the Rams. This is a game they need to win after last week. Uh, I think they were surprised at how they were manhandled. So I'm going to go with the Rams bouncing back. Bears fall back to earth. And there we are. I love it when, we, right, have, I love it when we have uh, different games. So that's two games different. So that'll be two games that I, oh, I, yeah. I win over you. No, that'll <laughs> be two dead games that I'll make up. The Ravens and the Vikings have a bye. All right, TJ, let's do some over-under, okay? Let's go. Let's start with the um, Steelers-Titans, 50-and-a-half is the over-under. Where are you on this game? This game, Tennessee is supposed to have a good defense. I know for a fact the Steelers, that's 
say Pittsburgh Steelers and defense in the same sentence. That that's a constant. Um, both teams want to run the ball. Both teams scored a ton of points uh, this past Sunday, but I see more of a defensive struggle. Um, eating up the clock. I like this game to go under. I'm with you. It's kind of like because of last week with all the points. And I think being both teams 5-0, and wanting to eat clock, you know what I mean, and limit possessions, right? I think that you would want to. Derrick Henry just ran for 200 yards. Why would you not give him the football, right, until, until they stop him? So he's going to get the football a lot. So I'm, I'm with you. I think that's an under. Uh, Packers, Texans, this is in uh, Houston, 57 and a half. Wow. Man, the Packers didn't score many points, many at all, this past uh, weekend. The Texans did score a lot. That's what the Texans do. The Texans can score. They just can't stop you from scoring. And so uh, are the Packers able to stop the Texans? I'm not so certain. Uh, I've always, I don't like going past 55 and going over, but I think this game will be 35 to 30 type of game. Um, Packers win. And that's still just getting over it, but I'm going to take the over. I think this is going to be a shootout, um, with the Packers winning. A close, a close but competitive game, but they'll they'll still win by three and a half, and it'll go over. I'm going to go under. That's a lot of points. I know it sounds like it, Houston. I don't know. I mean, we saw early on the Packers had a ten nothing lead in that Tampa Bay game down there on the road, so we know that they can score on the road, you know. And then they 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 got off, they got derailed. But I think they'll score, and I think that they it's for them after giving up thirty eight. It's like they got a little pride that they have to come back and play better defensively. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. TJ, they got punched in the mouth. They need to reestablish themselves that, that they're not just going to give it up uh, defensively. And I think that they'll perform better. And I got more like 31-20, somewhere around there, 11-point 11 win, 11 win by the Packers, somewhere there. All right, Bears at the Rams. 44 and a half, where are you, over or under? Oh, I'm going under, and I'll tell you why. The Bears are going to play good defense. They're, they're going to hold the Rams at bay. But the Bears don't strike me as having this explosive offense that's going to put up a ton of points either. And so 44 and a half is not a ton of points. But when I look at the Bears' defense, really good. The Bears' offense still trying to find their way I got to go under. I'm going to go under too. And I know the Rams uh, have a high powered offense, but I'm with you. I just, something tells me this will be under. Um, the Rams have something to prove as well. And the Bears just, they don't, they don't strike the fear of God in me offensively. And they've always, they've I mean, won some games. Is, was the defensive corner. They've always played the Rams well. They, they've always, kept them at bay and kept them out of the end zone. And so they defensively, they, they've done well when they played against the Rams, but that's when they had Vic Fangio, but they still have some of this, a lot of the same players. All right. Now it's time for our lemon pepper parlay of the week. 
You go first. Easy money, man. I think this is uh, as easy as it gets. My lemon pepper parlay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look into the camera because yeah, this is the yeah. shot. You know what I yeah. mean? Okay. Yep. This is what we're going to do. My lemon pepper parlay of the week. I got to back up because my head too big, y'all. I can't be all up in this camera. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers going to give up that one and a half point. They're going to cover against the Titans. And the Packers going to rebound against the Houston Texans. That's my lemon pepper parlay lock of the week. Free money. Here you go. This is what you've been waiting on. My lemon pepper parlay of the week. And I'm going a little different teams. You know me and my history with the Detroit Lions. Take the Lions again. And take the two points. Yes. Two weeks in a row, I'm all about the Detroit Lions. And number two, take the Browns, minus three and a half. Browns, Lions. Brown Lions. Lion Brown. Whatever that's you want what to call he, that's it. What that's what he's doing. Lion Brown. <laughs> I'm Lion Brown. That's my lemon pepper parlay. Make sure you use it. All right, TJ, there's another show in the can for this week. We hope everybody enjoyed it and uh, got some uh, tips from us, and maybe we can help you out. And as TJ says all, every week. Hey, coming off another winning week. If you knew better, you would do better. Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. There you go. Make sure you join us and subscribe and listen to us every week. We have nothing but fun here, and we'll give you a couple of winners along the way. TJ, week seven is coming up. Yes, sir.